You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and I'm reading backlist books. Come on, we're reading books. This is episode number 347 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi, everyone. Happy February. Happy Black History Month. Happy Lunar New Year. Happy Friday, if you are listening to this on the day that it drops. Last week, my wife and I had an unexpected book adventure that I want to share with you all. A publisher posted on Twitter that the Angela Davis signed some copies of her autobiography that came out recently over at Marcus Books here in Oakland. Marcus Books was founded in 1960 and sells books by and about Black people, and it's one of my favorite bookshops. Like many of you, I don't need much excuse to go to a bookstore, so my wife was like, you want a copy of this book? Let's go. And we took an early lunch break and went to the bookstore. When we got there, their phone was ringing off the hook from people calling about the Angela Davis book because everyone, like thousands of people, had seen the same tweet. Of course, I did not just waltz in there and buy one book. I left with many that I will share with you now. I finally got a copy of Black Food edited by Ryan Terry that I talked about on the All the Books gift show last November. I picked up a copy of the Lambda Literary Award-winning Black Like Us, A Century of Lesbian, Gay, and Bisexual African-American Fiction, edited by Devin W. Carbato, Dwight A. McBride, and Donald Weiss. I also purchased Orishas, Goddesses, and Voodoo Queens, The Divine Feminine in the African Religious Tradition by Lilith Dorsey, and a copy of Mojo Workin', The Old African-American Hoodoo System by Katrina Hazard Donald. Finally, and yes, there's another book, also got a copy of a very large book titled Working the Roots Over 400 Years of Traditional African-American Healing by Michelle E. Lee. Mind you, we were only in the bookstore for 15 minutes and I got all these books. You would think I had never seen a book before. Anyway, I'll link all these titles in the show notes, but now I want to talk about books I've already read. Before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95 and she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. For my first pick, Speaking of Angela Davis, 
I have The Black Panther Party, a graphic novel history by David F. Walker and Marcus Kwame Anderson. There are a number of books on the Black Panther Party and on and by its members. It can be hard to know where to start because the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense was incredibly complicated. This book organizes the information with neither overly glorifying nor sugarcoating the complexity, and I think it's a good entry point. Definite content warnings for violence, police violence, racism, in particular anti-blackness, and substance use. The Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, later shortened to the Black Panther Party, was a radical political organization that was founded here where I am in Oakland, California. Many people associate the Black Panther Party with violence. While that is not completely unfair, it is definitely not the whole picture. I think that's one of the things that I really loved about this book. It gives you the tough stuff right alongside the wonderful, truly transformative stuff that the Black Panthers did. Yes, it is very notable that the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense rose as a response to and in contrast to the nonviolent civil rights movement. I've talked about March by John Lewis, another graphic novel, a trilogy actually, that was really useful to have read to get a lot more details about context before reading this graphic novel. It's not necessary to read March first, but it did help. It's important to recognize that Congressman John Lewis's and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s nonviolent stance very much did not mean there wasn't violence. The activists practiced nonviolence. Their opposition, the police, and others who upheld white supremacy were still incredibly violent. This context is what gave birth to the Black Panthers. That Black people have the right to protect ourselves and our community from brutality. This graphic history has the text of the original 10-point program of what the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense wanted and believed. I'll be honest, reading that was really hard because it's still stuff we're fighting for decades later. The author tells us about so many radical things the Black Panthers accomplished, like the free breakfast program, community health clinics, schools. We learn about many of the key members and how the Black Panthers inspired other such groups around the nation, as well as satellites of the Black Panthers themselves. The author also tells us the many ways in which the party was taken down, both externally and internally, much at the hands of the FBI. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the artwork, which is perfection. There are so many people mentioned that I could not fully keep track of all the moving parts without the artwork. It helped the story feel more real, especially when, at least in my life, it has always felt a bit like legend. I am really grateful for this book. It was a super engaging read. It's The Black Panther Party, A Graphic Novel History by David F. Walker and Marcus Kwame Anderson. For my next pick, I have All About Love, New Visions by Bell Hooks. I've noticed that I rarely recommend backlist books on this show that are more than a few years old. I could totally sit here and recommend Wuthering Heights or any of Dorothy Parker's collections, and as much as I love both those things, I find that many older books don't necessarily hold up in ways which make it hard for me to recommend. All About Love was first published in hardcover in 2000, which, yes, is now over 20 years ago. The language in it is heavy on the gender binary, and it's pretty heteronormative. 
In this book, Bell Hooks references the work of some folks who have turned out to be non-reputable. There are some parts of this book that I flat out disagree with. The idea that you can't love anyone else unless you love yourself first or that forgiveness is necessary for healing. She also offers a scathing view of both Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky that doesn't call into play the extreme power difference in that situation. All that being said, the sections where Hooks was on, she is on fire. And that is why I am recommending this book. It's another take what's best and leave the rest, your mileage may vary, etc. She first talks about the definition of love and how everyone seems to have a different definition. The love she is talking about is not a mere feeling. It's not the idea of love you fall into, unaware and unavoidable. The love Hooks is talking about in this book is a choice. It's an action and it's something you choose to do over and over as well as something you choose to open yourself up to. She writes about how everyone assumes that people learn to love in homes they grew up in, but that's not necessarily true. She talks about the skewed idea that someone can both love a child and be abusive toward them. She posits that love cannot exist where there is abuse. Care can exist, kindness can exist, but love cannot. She writes about how love cannot exist in a place where there is no honesty. I especially appreciated her chapters about community and healing, how no one heals alone and healing is a communion. Hooks writes about capitalism and narcissism and individualism, making it practically impossible for us to love each other or ourselves and in effect, make it impossible to heal. There's a section on love and death that really made me see death in a different way. Because yes, in death, there is love. She suggests that in the US, we have a fear of life, that we learn it's dangerous to celebrate too much or to be optimistic or hopeful about something because we might get hurt or whatever. In not doing the celebrating, in not having the hope or optimism, we are denying ourselves the opportunity to love life. This book was a heavy read for me, especially with the recent loss of Bell Hooks, but I am really glad I read it. It's all about love, new visions by Bell Hooks. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my totally awesome audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com backslash listen, or just search bookriot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify because Spotify lets you leave reviews now, too. We sincerely appreciate your reviews and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The InfoFile, as in the lover of information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading.